1: a woo -er, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis down the middle. He's got it. Elijah Moore, the twenty, the ten, the five, touchdown.
1: Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent,
0: excellent route. He'll hit immediately. Yes. Got the handoff. You know and yes. it's the <laughs> Qinator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
2: From the play like a jet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for another edition of the 2022 Jets offseason roundtable. And so we bring back our friend who is a play like a jet contributor, but also, of course, most notably, a longtime suffering Jets fan, former Jets ball boy, and former three-year communications director for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mr. John Grella. John, welcome back to the show, brother.
3: It is always great to be here.
2: John, I was just saying how you and I could talk for hours and hours about football, but also about 1980s wrestling. So maybe one of these days we'll have to do that. Today, though, we're going to talk about the New York Jets because I have a feeling that if we got going about 1980s wrestling, we'd be here all day.
3: <laughs> I promise to work in a referencer, too.
2: Yes, at least one or two And I would think that you might be able to do it With Joe Douglas, the architect of this team Because I've often said that he bears a very strong resemblance To Bam Bam Bigelow Sometimes I call him Bam Bam (laughs) Douglas What are your thoughts on Douglas so far The job he's done And how confident are you that he's going to move the team In the right direction going forward?
3: So, as promised um, I am originally endeared to Joe Douglas by his fondness for the four horsemen, Ric Flair and the boys. Um, and ever since I heard that I've been uh, squarely in his corner. Uh, that said, from a substantive standpoint, we all know that a GM's uh, longevity uh, and, and head coach, but GM certainly uh, is tied to the quarterback that he drafts. Uh, and so, you know, fingers crossed that this one pans out, but, but, my uh, my view on on him is similar to to much of the fan base and that uh you know he did a great job particularly on the on the jamal adams trade uh and uh, you know it certainly was addition by subtraction and then but i will just reserve one singular bone that i'd like to pick and that is the, <laughs> the looking back at how uh, how many plaudits and how much praise douglas got after trading down and then picking denzel mims um i look at all the receivers that were drafted that year now ahead of him and i and it just kills me that those one of those guys could have been a jet um as it seems like denzel mims is not going to work out
2: denzel mims unfortunately as you said not exactly on the right path but at least elijah moore appears to be So that's a big win for the Jets if he can continue on that trajectory And if he does, part of it is going to be because of the coaching So let's discuss the coaching staff Robert Sala in his first year as the head coach He had his ups, he had his downs, he had Mike LaFleur I thought he started out poorly but then really picked up steam Towards the end of the season Jeff Ulbrich was sort of the opposite The defense overachieved a little bit early on But then teams figured them out and just blasted them the rest of the way And the Jets ended up with arguably the worst defense Defense In the NFL in 2021 What do you think of the job Sala did and his assistants As well and how confident Are you in that staff going Forward
3: so a couple of things I I Look at are in general Terms of coaching staff when you evaluate Them did they overperform Or underperform the talent that They have Um, I I Don't think it it, it would be fair to say That the Jets have anything better than Bottom five talent in The league Uh, you know maybe Uh, you know, promising high upside guys like this past draft class may materialize and, and, you know, turn into, blossom into, um, you know, something higher. Uh, But but as things stand, uh, this team was not built to win right now. It certainly had its share of injuries. And I know that seems to happen every year and really to every team. But uh, Salah did not have a uh, strong hand coming in so uh, we'll give them a bit of a break on that one thing that that would alarm me uh, uh, now having uh, you know PTSD from my camp of tenure um, is is when you see lopsided losses usually that's a function of a lack of effort and players making what they call business decisions um, this was not an effort question but I, I was was and am concerned uh, that this team, despite its lack of talent, couldn't even put up a fight and really couldn't make a game of several of these um, earlier contests and and particularly the Denver games, you know, stood out to me. You know, how, how do you get blanked by by the Denver Broncos? I mean, it's not like they were world beaters, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't getting blown out by the Bills or, or the Chiefs. Uh, and and so those lopsided losses really uh, really do concern me. Still, that said. I, um, I've, I have no other choice but to take the long view and try to be patient. Um, Robert Sala certainly looks the part, um, and, and I think that he gets a lot, of, a lot of the buzz that he got last year uh, was because of his look and, and his demonstrative nature, uh, and that's the kind of thing that fans, particularly Jets fans, really cling to. Um, that kind of stuff is is less uh, relevant to me less germane uh, in, in that you know who cares if a guy's demonstrative right like you know Jason Garrett was demonstrative uh, PJ Fleck is demonstrative does that mean that they're they're both going to be, um, you know, coaching hall of famers? No. Um, and then are there stoic head coaches that, that, uh, get the job done? Top Coughlin and Ed Belichick, you know, you know who they are. And, and for whatever reason it bothers fans when, when the coach isn't as, um, isn't as whiny as, as they are during a loss. And, and I'd like to, i like to see my, uh, my leaders, military leaders, and, and certainly a doctor, um, be a little bit more of a, you know surgical and professional in their comportment um so i think people need to get beyond the kind of the style and and really into the substance with sala um and and i think uh you know one more thing and this is a little bit of a pr uh bugaboo of mine I, nobody likes to catch more than i do or a well-crafted cliche but he leans a little bit heavy on that stuff and i know that coaches like to avoid saying anything substantive and they have to use a lot of hamburger helpers, so to speak, to to kind of fill uh, fill uh, the gaps where meat used to be. Um, but I think he leans on that way too much. Uh, and uh, and I think that he's he's got to demonstrate some realness and some some substance. Not that he's not incredibly intelligent, because he he absolutely is known to be. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to see more from him in terms of substance, so we we understand his thought process and what he's all about a little bit better. Um, but it's not his job to entertain me. I I don't I don't really care if um, if he makes me happy um, from his performance. It, it, it's really gonna come down to what kind of leader he is. And and I think we also know um, through our debate last year when there was a vacancy. That we don't hire coaches for their prowess on one side of the ball versus the other. Um, we really do um, value strong leaders of organization, uh, of organizations, leaders of men uh, who know who know how to run things uh, in a professional manner. So that's that's uh, that's what he'll be evaluated on, uh, at least in my book. Um, so uh, jury's still out on on Salah.
2: John, let's talk a little bit about the comms here because you brought up the cliches and how sometimes he leans a little too heavily on those. And Joe Douglas obviously doesn't talk to the media as much as Robert Sala, but he's got to finesse the media as well. Since you are a comms expert, I was curious, what do you think about how Sala and Douglas have approached the media and handled things since they've been in charge together as opposed to what we saw from Gase and even McCagnan?
3: Look, it, I think I think we all know very well that it's not like the the media, be it sports, politics uh, or, or whomever, are are not exactly rooting for nor nor could they be expected to root for your team. So how whiny or, or um, combative a coach or a GM want to get is is, you know, a matter of preference. And uh, but is it going to it may make you feel better and certainly makes me feel better, but it's not. Um, it's not going to make much of a difference substantively, um, you know, for the fortunate team, you're not going to teach, uh, some of these jackals any lessons. Um, so they're, they're in a tough market and, and they're managing. Okay. All things considered, but, you know, just, uh, you know, continue to read the room and, and be aware when you say all gas, no break, that, that kind of rings hollow when you lose 27, nothing to the Denver Broncos, you know? So, so, uh, let's. Uh, Once you can, you can, you know, push the branding or advance the branding of All Gas No Break or AGNB, um, you know, after it's clear that this team is overperforming their talent level as opposed to um, maybe slightly underperforming an
0: already low talent level.
1: That's
2: ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play
2: like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk a little bit about Zach Wilson because he is the most important piece on this team right now. And obviously if Salah, Douglas, and the rest of the franchise are going to succeed, it's going to be in large part because Wilson has lived up to expectations or at least come close to it. Early on in the season, Wilson was a turnover machine. When he came back from injury, we saw that clean up quite a bit. He didn't have any turnovers down the stretch those last couple of games. How optimistic are you about Wilson going into 2022? And do you think there's good enough reason to believe that he is the guy at this moment?
3: I will say that as Jets fan, we all know the feeling that when we're on offense, the field always looks a mile long. Um, But when our opponents are on the field, the field looks about, you know, 40 yards long. Uh, So that continues to this day where um, your confidence when he gets the ball at the 25 yard line that he's going to just march down the field 75 yards and score is not even anywhere close to the confidence you would have in any number of other quarterbacks that you see around the league. Right. And they don't have to be. Um, established veterans or even young ones where you go he's got this uh and and so we're not there doesn't pass that test the other thing is um is it too much to ask that we throw for 300 yards like more like once or twice a season because it sure seems like everybody in the league throws for 300 yards more often than not and certainly uh, whenever they play us um even scrubs so how is it? How is it that that a, a the occasional three hundred yard game is too much to ask? So yeah, if we're if we're grading Zach Wilson on on this um, curve and and the fact that he's now uh, bought into the philosophy of you're not going to go broke taking a profit, um, okay, fine. Uh, but the field the field still seems a mile long and three hundred yards and three hundred yards a game. Still seems like um, you know a pipe dream uh, for our guy. So um, you know it, we really have a knack also for for never finding out too soon about our quarterbacks. You know you would hope that between you know Sanchez and and Darnold and uh, and now Zach that you would have a love at first sight quarterback one time amongst the bunch. Uh, you know, but you, we don't have herbert or burrow or Allen, where you meet him and and you fall head over heels for him because he's doing everything in year one that that you would have hoped um we're never gonna have it easy right uh so so we're in this perpetual qb purgatory uh and and again we'll say the jury's still out if you are convinced that zach wilson is the guy um it's probably just wishful thinking we don't know yet
2: Internally the Jets have a few free agents That they're going to have to make a decision on Some decisions will be easier than others you have to figure that Braxton Berrios Will probably be the number one priority Of the internal free agents All pro kick returner found a nice role As a gadget player in the LaFleur offense as well Foley Fadakasi, one of the top run stuffers in the league But the Jets have a lot of resources invested In the interior defensive lines You have to wonder if they're going to invest money In Fadakasi. Marcus May, a year ago, franchise tag. A lot of Jets fans thought the team should lock him up to a long-term extension. But now he's about to turn 30, had a big injury. He has the -the off-the-field stuff. So we're not sure exactly where the team or May stands right now. And then you've got Morgan Moses, who played a very important role this year, stepping in when Mekhi Becton was out for pretty much the entire season. But he's probably going to want to get paid. He's over 30, and he most likely wants a starting role. I'm not sure the Jets can guarantee him that at this point. So talk to me a little bit about what you think with these internal free agents. Who do you think the Jets should hold on to, and who do you think they should tell to hit the road?
3: First, uh, job one is demolishing the whole tight end room. Uh, would make me happy. So whether we do like a George Costanza thing, where we kind of bury them it bury the tight ends in their office and and make it impossible for them to get out, that's fine. As long as we do that, I'm happy. Um, but in uh, in all seriousness, um, my philosophy on free agents, as anybody who follows me knows, is is that if a team is not quite ready to contend, then we have no business chasing, retaining, or chasing free agents who are 29 30 and so on we need to be focusing our efforts on on a young emerging talent that are going to peak at the right time and a team that that is a sustained contender is all is all going to turn you know 28 29 30 and and, and make their run right around men uh, but i don't think we have any reason to be you know, shelling out big bucks for either to either retain a Marcus May or, or chasing any number of big name free agents who are twenty nine plus. Um, if we're not there yet, we're not making our Super Bowl run this year, um, and and maybe not even the year after. So uh, we've got to be keeping our eyes squarely on folks who are who are under twenty eight, um, and uh, and you know, and can be. You know, can be part of something special. Are they going to be part of your winning um, uh, roster when when that time comes? Um, and that time is not quite here yet. So, I think we all know where the holes are. We think, I think we know who we'd like to retain for the most part. Um, and you know, I, I think that we are in a great position, Scott, not only cap wise, um, but also um, with draft capital to to go sign. Some meaningful free agents, um, and you know, and I'll and I'll, I'll note this too: um, a common misnomer, and I dealt with this when I was with the Bucks. Was you know when somebody went to another team, when a player went to another team, uh, or nobody came to your team, the fans would go crazy and say the owners are cheap or whatever. In free agency, the players have to choose you, right? And 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 here's the deal. And you might say, well, no, if you pay them enough money. Well, guess what? These same fans, if you overpaid talent to come to New York to play for the Jets and you had to, you know, there was a Jets tax um, because the team stinks, uh, then the same fans would would gripe about um, about us overpaying. Uh, talent and that and we would end up with salary cap problems so you cannot pay a premium to make somebody come to forum park so we've got to find free agents who want to be part of something special who are on the come uh and and certainly i have i have my wish list already of of guys that i think can help um and uh you know that in combination with the draft you've got to hope that as a result of of uh, the draft and and free agency that you're bringing in about six new starters which is pretty nice for one year but again rome wasn't built in a day a year three years or really you know any of my you know 40 plus years on this earth
2: john since you brought up that you have a wish list let's talk about that tell me some of the players that you think the jets should target heavily in free agency
3: Okay. Again, they've got to choose you too, right? So I'm I'm looking at a list of players that are that fall into the right age range, uh, and 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 would make sense for us. Um, as you know, also there are plenty of there's still plenty of time for teams to re-sign or tag uh, any number of players, right? So for all the fans who think that Devontae Adams is hitting the free market, um, he's not an option for us anyhow. But Hey, could Allen Robinson be one? He's on the north side of age of the age range that I mentioned. so uh, I might not even be down with that, but we from receivers, you, you have uh, Michael Gallup. Um, you know we'll see what happens with him in Dallas. Uh, Mike Cheski wouldn't be bad to take him away from Miami should he walk and and, and I would have a hard time believing that they want him to. Uh, and then certainly Orlando Brown Jr. Um, Is another one that you know is going to be twenty six would be a great get, but I don't I don't see him uh, leaving the situation he's in. Marcus Williams, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, let's see who else: Carlton Davis, Darius Williams, Jesse Bates, uh, Jordan Mylata, Wyatt Teller, uh, guys like that. Those those are some of the some of the up-and-coming free agents who may or may not hit, hit the market that fall into that age range that we're talking about where they can be part of a team that that builds into a contender um, and are not going to be over the hill by the time we get good.
2: Let's talk about the draft, John, because we discussed free agents who the Jets should try to keep internally and the ones that you think they should go after externally. But after that, you head into April and you try to fill needs in the NFL draft. The Jets have two picks in the top 10. Number four, that's their own pick. And number 10, the pick that they got from Seattle as part of the Jamal Adams trade. Then in the second round, they've got two picks, number 35, their own, and number 38, which they acquired as part of the Sam Darnold trade from Carolina. They've got a third rounder, two fourth rounders, two fifths. So plenty of ammo here to fix a lot of the problems that they need to fix. And there are plenty of problems with the Jets right now. What would your general draft strategy be? What would you like to see them do here?
3: Again, I have the luxury of, of being a partisan when it comes to um, our draft strategy and, you know, Joe Douglas obviously has to has, especially with, with Robert Sala in his ear um, has to care to, um, to show some love for both sides of the ball. Um, I am going to be a, a partisan on, in terms of offense and surrounding Zach with the protection, the talent he needs to become, to fulfill his p- potential. So my off season um, game plan consists of, the following. Offensive line and tight end. Hard stop. I am I gonna be upset if we end up with you know with Thibodeau or Hutch? No, if, you know, I won't be, but um but it's it would be my preference to target guys like Evan Neal. Should he be around at four um Tyler Linderbaum uh you know with our second pick, whether we stand pad or, or slide back. Charles Cross, um, Ekwonu, uh, Nick Pettit Frere guys like that, and then and then uh, onto the tight ends. There seem to be a whole bunch of them that are in that second, third round range, at least as it stands right now. Jalen Widemeyer from AM, Kenyon Green, Thayer Munford. Uh, actually, that's no. He's he's a. I'm sorry. Kenyon Green is a um, is a guard. Uh, Thayer Munford guard, Zion Johnson guard also. So second round seems to have some interior offensive linemen we can go after. Those rest of the tight ends besides um, currently look like they're around third rounders. Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, Trey McBride, who, uh, who's been mentioned on the pod recently, from Colorado State, and Isaiah Likely from co- uh, Coastal Carolina all seem to be bunched up. Um, somewhere in the seventies uh, right now, uh, and then and then uh, one more guy for the road would be uh, a Jarrett Patterson, center for Notre Dame, um, who might be gettable somewhere around the fourth round. So I am all in on offensive line and uh, and tight end, and and if we should do something to help, you know, the edge which I know we need and cornerback, then great. Uh, but right now I am I am ready. For the Jets to start scoring more than 17 points a game, um, you know, for like the first time in my whole life.
2: (laughs) It does feel that way. John Grella, former communications director for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, lifelong suffering Jets fan, former Jets ball boy and contributor for Play Like a Jet. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Really appreciate it. Before we go, by the way, though, we've got to make some sort of 1980s wrestling reference. So. I'm going to ask you this because we said at least two and we made the Bam Bam Douglas reference. So let's get into the second one real quickly. I got to ask you, if we were to take players that are currently on the Jets and compare them to 1980s wrestlers, give me some that you think would fit.
3: Uh, I love this question, Scott. Um, All right. So I'm going to take some liberties with the answer to this question as well. And add that in listening to the magnificent Don Morocco's YouTube channel this week, and yeah, I'm a I'm a very cool and important person that I'm I'm listening to that kind of stuff. He did a little bit of a a bit on uh, wrestling great Outback Jack, and of course, I thought about the Thunder from Down Under, our very own Luke Grant. So <laughs> uh, let's do a comp between Luke Grant and Outback Jack, a wrestling legend if there ever was one. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. <laughs> Uh, Elijah Moore could be the Dynamite Kid. Hopefully, um, just regarding his, uh, you know, between the lines or inside the ring ways, not his uh, personal off the field habits or outside the ring habits. Uh, but he's, I, lo- I, I love myself some uh, some Elijah Moore. So he'd be he'd be great. And then uh, let me think of another one. I don't know. First of all, I, I would love a a big tight end uh, who would be like Barry Wyndham. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that guy is going to be. I don't want a big athletic tight end like Barry Wyndham to um, to take over games. I feel like half the league has a guy like that, and and I am just clamoring for our go-to um, uh, tight end. You know, sort of a Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Noah fan kind of guy. But um, that's off topic a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think, Scott, of a of a, of a plucky up and comer. But not a not a hammond egger who who ends up a jobber who loses matches, right? So not enhancement talent. but I wouldn't want to compare Braxton Berrios to like a quick draw Rick McGraw or or, or somebody who is bound to lose a match because I feel like if anybody's winning right now or is poised to win it's it's him. So I don't know you want to give him like a, a up and coming Roma. <laughs> where 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 you go from from enhancement talent to uh, to being a, a, a probably an unworthy member of the four horsemen yeah let's go paul roma
2: (laughs) oh man when you're getting compared to paul roma my goodness john tell everybody where they can find you on social media and how they can get a hold of you if they want your services for comms and pr work because you are the very best at what you do um
3: thank you so much so all right at jonathan grella um g-r-e-l-l-a on uh twitter Uh, And then my uh, business or one of my businesses is JAG Public Affairs. Those are my initials. And at uh, JAG Pub Affairs on Twitter. And then JAG.Ninja is the website. Um, So we do everything from uh, advocacy and crisis communications, media training, and and so on. Uh, A lot of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, we're aggressive, which is true to my brand um so anyhow uh that that's how you would go about finding me but i'm around uh and as always i appreciate the time uh you've given me scott to not only plug the business but catch up with you uh talk wrestling talk jets it's it's uh it's a golden time uh and the rest of the day is just downhill from here man
2: (laughs) that's for sure Make sure you check out John on social media and go to him if you have any PR or comms issues because, like I said, he is the very best at what he does. Check out what we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has got some great videos up, including a breakdown of Makai Becton's rookie year, just to refresh your memory of how good Becton was before he got injured. He's also got videos up of some draft prospects, Traylon Burks, the outstanding receiver from Arkansas and Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State, plus Dalton Schultz, the impending free agent from the Dallas Cowboys, the tight end. Should the Jets empty out the bank account for him, Luke breaks down the All-22. It's all on our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already and watch all the videos, and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us. We'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLegajet.com.